Welcome. Here you will hear stories of the unknown, tales of the twisted and terrible that have been silenced. The strange and the transcendent, riddles, secrets. As your guides, we will take you on an expedition where the curtain between worlds is torn. This is the farthest reaches. Gollum? I don't know. I was is that who we're going to... You're going to be today? <laughs> who am I going to be? Uh, Shamu? Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Discount Jason Momoa. How's that work? Uh, discount's a word for it. Oh, like like heavily discounted, <laughs> 90% off Jason Momoa. <laughs> Like well, the, like the Jason Momoa that's in the uh, Super Bowl commercial. Uh, no, I would say just like Gilbert Gottfried status. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, what's going on, everybody? I'm Matthew, and I'm here with Josh. Hey, and welcome to our new little series, Operation Side Quest. Yay! We're gonna take you off the beaten path of the, the main stories. Uh, I'm sure you hear time and time again, whether it be Roswell or like we cover with Counter St. Germain or Mothman or New Jersey Devil, shit like that, and um, let you know of things that are happening real time right now, maybe within the last week or two. Since this is our first episode, um, our um, topics today are going to be maybe a couple weeks old. Uh, furthering along now, our uh, next episodes will be probably within the previous week or like i don't know seven to ten days hopefully as long as shit happens because not a whole lot of shit's been happening lately that's true i mean i think i found some good things here that i like to discuss with people because they might find it interesting um um, along with like talking about like articles of like you know ghost happenings now cryptid sightings and shit like that we're also going to use this series to talk about you know any new movies or games or even talk about sometimes like today um later on we're going to since all of July is going to be about Roswell, we're pretty much going to dedicate the end of this episode talking about some of our favorite alien-based movies and games. Hell yeah. I'm excited. So before we get into today's topics, uh, you guys can reach out to us on social media, Twitter, TFR Pod Official, uh, Facebook, we have some dealings going on there, Josh. Yeah, you can reach us on Facebook uh, at the Farthest Reaches, and then we also have a new Facebook group which we just started um, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And, I mean, it's still new. We haven't really posted a whole lot in it yet. What we're getting to it, we're still figuring out the whole group thing because we're social media and dumb and just don't know how to <laughs> fucking work. Or talk. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Like, literally every word that I wanted to say just, like, escaped my brain and went out that fucking window. And I was just like... Hey, man, that could be the E.T. stealing your thoughts. <laughs> Dude, it might. I might have a tumor. <laughs> hey, likewise, my friend. <laughs> I, I don't know. My brain has been fucking fried the last, like, week. Well, speaking of that group page, that's for us to speak with the community a lot more um, intimately. Yes, because it's a lot easier to interact with on a group than a Facebook page. Yeah, you guys can share, you know, stuff to us personally, you know, lack of a better term there, um, whether it's, you know, paranormal, supernatural, or whatever it could be, and we could eventually cover it. Yeah, because, like, what 
motivated me to create the group is because like I like because uh, I listen to a handful of podcasts and they always talk about their community. And that's what I would love to create with ours. Like our podcast is like have our own community of people that we can interact with and just have fun with. Agreeable. Now, besides Twitter and Facebook, we also do have an Instagram. Yes. The underscore farthest underscore reaches or just type in the farthest reaches. It should show up. Unless Instagram gives you hell. Because <laughs> it's a piece of shit sometimes. <laughs> and then besides those... We have our Gmail, of course, the Farthest Reaches Podcast at gmail.com, where you can send us all sorts of stories and articles and whatever you can find if you would like to, you know, potentially send us information on stuff that we can, you know, dwell into. Or if you have a pet Bigfoot and you just want to send us photos of them. Yeah, if you want to say, hey, uh, Bigfoot's actually been around for like hundreds of years. I have one right here. And you need to show like a little. Bigfoot house in your backyard, and he's on like a little chain just sitting there waiting to be fed. Yeah, send it our way. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to be engaging, more engaging to us, and, and we do the same, that'd be great. You know, we want to hear everyone's accounts of stuff that's uh, happened to them, or a friend, or possibly a stranger. You know, why not? We'd, we'd love to hear it and yeah. possibly showcase it for anyone and everyone that's out there in the world to hear. And if we all come together, maybe we can get to the bottom of some of these things. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. If you have an encounter, maybe we can help you debunk it or give you logical explanations. Yeah, some sort of clarity into it. You know, you you might want it to be aliens or Bigfoot, but it might not really be that way. You yeah. Know, it might be something more um, worldly, if you will. Um, just But to, to wrap your head around it, to get a general understanding of what some of these things could be would be great, no matter what the outcome is. You might think it's an alien in your closet, but it's really just your Uncle Jerry. Could be Josh. I, Yeah. Yeah, don't put it past him. He'll fit, surely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get on with it. Yeah. Um, I know you guys are probably wondering, where's Brady? Where's the best of the three? Well... He couldn't be here today, sadly, and we're not sure when exactly he'll be able to make an appearance on these episodes. He got abducted. Oh, is that what happened? Is that the official story? Uh, yes, he is being probed as we speak. Don't oh. ask me how I know. I just have a feeling. Neat. Six okay. Um, well, uh, press F to pay your respects, everybody. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm sure you've heard him time and time again through our episodes mention something about Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Whether he's called me Jeffrey Epstein or Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, yada, yada, yada. We would like to, uh, like I said, pay our respects to him. And I'm sure he knows about it, but Ghislaine Maxwell, his partner in crime, his chief pimp, if you will, <laughs> I guess, uh, she has been arrested. You know, yeah. a horrible analogy would be for Jeffrey to be like Batman and her to be Robin. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, partner in crime right there. She's been arrested and... We're sure within the next week or two she'll be dead. Yeah, we'll, yeah, probably. It's gonna, it, yeah, she's gonna, be, she'll catch COVID, and yeah, it's, I, it's gonna be weird. Yeah, I'm not sure what will happen to her. Like I, like I said off uh, recording to you, Josh, I don't, I don't think she'll die. I, I hope she sings like a fucking canary. Oh because yeah, because I would love to see some of these fucking wealthy motherfuckers go down. But chances are. Yeah, if she does that, then that just keeps the uh, interest of 2020 going. Yeah, 2020's been a fucking year. Dude, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm living for it, really. <laughs> just keep it coming with all this crazy shit. God. 
Yeah, you know, we're in the second half of 2020 now. God damn, it's been a fucking... It doesn't feel like it should be July, but it has. Every year gets faster. Oh, yeah, when you get older. Yeah, I mean, it's... (laughs) You know, you celebrate the new year, you go to bed, you wake up, it's like mid-September. But I will say, March took for fucking ever to get through, I feel like. Why March? I don't know. I just... okay. For me, it, like it just felt like March took the longest, and I'm not alone. I see a lot of people talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested. Cannot wait to see it in the uh, upcoming days, maybe week or so, of what's going on with her. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. So to get something kind of funny out of the way, I would say, um, Mystery Wire here has an article of the smell of space maybe landing in a store near you. What? <laughs> uh, that's what I thought. Well, <clears throat> this uh, article has to say, if you grew up wanting to be an astronaut, there's a new product hitting the market this fall that might be for you. While you may never float in space, see space or, or with your own eyes, or launch atop a massive rocket, you can smell like space. Kind of. A Kickstarter was recently launched to create Oda Space, the smell of space. Or, more accurately, the smell of the International Space Station okay. in space. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense, because I was going to say, how the fuck do they know what space balls like? I don't I don't know. What? what yeah, you going to smell like a fucking Kmart? Like, I don't... Like, what, can, what? Yeah, what is the International Space Station smells like? I'm sure it just smells like astronaut farts. Well, mm, great. So, <laughs> the fragrance was developed by Steve Pierce, and according to Oda Space product manager Matt Richman, Pierce is a chemist and the founder of Omega Ingredients which is a company focused on the quote-unquote creation of the highest quality, provenance-driven natural flavors and ingredients for the food and beverage industry. I understood like half of those words. What did you not understand? I don't know. You said a lot of words and I zoned out. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Pierce was originally contracted by NASA to recreate the smell in 2008, and it took him approximately four years to develop it. Jesus. The true reason for developing the smell here on Earth is actually a good one. It was created to allow astronauts to train with the smell before launching to orbit. Peggy Whitson, or Whitson, an astronaut and former resident of the International Space Station, said of the real smell in the ISS... It's kind of like a smell from a gun right after you fire the shot. I think it kind of has almost a bitter kind of smell in addition to being smoky and burned. Okay. (laughs) Other other astronauts have also described the real smell as a mix of gunpowder, seared steak, raspberries, and rum. Dude, I'm all for that. Okay, yeah. Now that you say it like that, um, yeah. I'll take a bath in it. That sounds actually. I want to. Is it like a candle or no? It's like a clone. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you said f- you can it, smell. Okay, that makes way. It more comes sense. in a very. It's a bland looking, like just clear container, oh, glass container with like a silver cap. But the box has a little cute astronaut on it. Like literally everything that you like mentioned is things that I love, especially rum. So like, mm-hmm. seared yeah, steak, oh, dude. It. Yeah, it's like I'm not even a big beef eater, but like, fuck, dude. I'm gonna have people randomly coming up to me on the street, like licking me. I'm gonna be sitting, like, you know, at, at, at like a corner sidewalk, waiting across the street, and all of a sudden I'm gonna feel like this fucking tongue licking the back of my shoulder, and I'll be like, "Excuse me, uh, thanks." And they'll probably run off. <laughs> so I thought that was, uh, yeah, that was interesting, funny, yeah, cool, huh? Well. Now I know what to ask my future significant other because I'm single. Well, I'm about to run out of my cologne. I got the Johnny Depp's Savage. Oh, look at you. Like you fancy fuck. I, I, I didn't pay for it. 
I got oh. my uh, in-laws did. And I was like, thanks. And they're like, uh, what kind of body do you want? I'm like, the big one. I'm not paying for it. Give me the big one. Uh, I thought it was going to be because you're a big guy. Hey, big guy. Uh, a lot more uh, surface area to cover. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly so, your legs. Because you're tall. That's what I meant by big. Uh, oh, oh. So wait a minute. You weren't actually saying a fat joke to me? No. <laughs> well, excuse me for thinking <laughs> otherwise. I'm, yeah, let's just let's just move on. <laughs> so <laughs> forget this. <laughs> the next thing I, I've come across in, in the passing week or two is from Vice. Vice.com. Ooh. So apparently there is some nuclear radiation and it's uh, floating above northern Europe and nobody knows why. Now this relates to Russians again, like we uh, discuss in our uh, upcoming episodes of Roswell here. So multiple European monitoring agencies have detected nuclear radiation likely from a power plant of unknown origin floating above northern Europe. Is it Chernobyl? I'm not sure. Because most no of, one knows. I don't know. The forests of Chernobyl are apparently on fire. Are they still on fire? I don't know. I haven't paid attention. They, I just, at least they, they were at one point. Yeah, which is a terrifying thought. Well, from June 22nd to 23rd, the Comprehensive Test Ban Treaty Organization, or CTBTO, a, a watchdog group that operates monitoring stations to help enforce nuclear treaties, noticed elevated levels of, uh, I think it's cesium-134, cesium-137, and ruthenium-103 from its monitoring station in Sweden. The CTPTO Executive Secretary, Lasina Zerbo, shared a map of the affected region in a tweet and said that the isotopes are associated with nuclear fission at higher-than-usual levels, but they're not harmful for human health. These isotopes are most likely from a civil source. We are able to indicate the likely region of the source, but it's outside the CTBTO's mandate to identify the exact origin. You think this is just Europe's way of creating like a new Godzilla uh, villain, like smog monster, but it's the radiation <laughs> monster? Um, no. Oh. I, I, I don't think that's true, Josh. Why do you act like that? You're so silly. I, I, goof. I, Hey, there's a pond over there, you silly goose. Go to it. <laughs> I'm just trying to relate to you because you like Godzilla so much, goddammit. I know. <laughs> uh, I was going to wear that shirt today, but I thought, nah, nah. So, what, what shirt? My Godzilla shirt? Uh, king of the Monsters? Oh. Uh, because I'm a king. <laughs> so, the closest nuclear power plants to be affected or to the affected area are both in Russia near its western border. That's why some are like, um, we believe it's them. Because, I mean, why not? The Leningrad plant operates in St. Petersburg and the Kola plant in Murmansk. A spokesperson for the, man, that's a big word, for the Rosenergodom Power Company, I don't know, which operates both of those plants, told Russian news agency TASS that both plants are operating normally and that no leak has been detected on its end. Yeah, that sounds uh, solid. It said both stations are working in normal regime. The company told TASS there has been no complaints about the equipment's work. Hmm. But Russians have lied before. Why don't they lie again? Every government's lied. Yeah, but Russia really likes to, at some point, publicize that. Like, oh, yeah, we're fucking liars, but we don't care. Yeah. You'll never know what's truth or what's not. Hey, it's a way, it's a way to lead. <laughs> and it goes on to say... The CTBTO wasn't the only monitoring station that picked up on elevated levels of nuclear material in the area. 
Radiation and Nuclear Safety Authorities in Sweden, Finland, Norway, and the Netherlands all detected radioactive isotopes in the air around the same time in June. The detected radioactive substances are artificial. The combination of radionuclides may be explained by an anomaly in the fuel elements of a nuclear power plant, RVIM, the Netherlands Nuclear Monitoring Agency. So that kind of takes away what I was going to ask, because I was even going to, because I mean, I know we bring it up in one of the future episodes about maybe it's just the sun, because sun's radiation, but that takes all of that away since it's artificial. Yeah. Uh, the radionuclides travel from the direction of western Russia to Scandinavia, but no specific country of origin can be pointed out at this moment. Hmm. But if I if I had to say, I would say it's Russia. I was going to say, so essentially just some a nuclear reactor probably has a small radiation leak, which is probably bad. We should probably look into it and figure it out and patch that leak. I, I don't know exactly how you go about that. I'm sure you just fix it. Because, goddamn, we don't need another goddamn Chernobyl. No, we don't. I mean, I think Russia's... Well, uh, yeah, Russia has had little, little minor accidents of yeah. nuclear radiation in one way or another. Most countries like that have nuclear reactors have. I mean, hell, look at uh, Japan. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, fuck, what was that called? I don't even remember now. No idea. But you know what I'm talking about, the one that had the really big leak. Yep. I mean, it says right here, a similar incident happened in 2017 when a large cloud of ruthenium moved across Eurasia. Many separate agencies all came to the same conclusion. A nuclear accident in Russia released a cloud of radiation which traveled west. But Russia always denies it. Huh. Whenever, whenever they've been able to reach out and they've been able to contact Russia and they want to come forward and say what they have to say, they're like, no, it's not us. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, if you have re, uh, reactors that are leaking, I don't know if any country would be like, oh, yeah, we, we're leaking. Like, they're going to at least try to hide it <laughs> Oh, try to... Well, that's us. Sorry. <laughs> they're going to at least try to hide it and try to fix it and just be like, see, it wasn't us. What are you talking about? Yeah, they're like, what do you want us to do? Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see what comes from that in the next few months because, I mean, hell, why not? Anything else could happen in 2020. Fucking why not another fucking nuclear meltdown? Oh, yeah. I mean, literally almost anything at this point, whether it be... um another nuclear explosion of some kind, or even aliens being proven to be real, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm like, I'll be damned. Yeah, I'll, I'll par, par for the course. I don't know why I couldn't fucking say that small three-letter word. <laughs> Just one syllable, Josh. I Come know. on. Fuck. It's been a long day. Not even 2.30. <laughs> I've been up since 3. Fuck you. So moving on to something a little more interesting and a little more in relation with our... um. July concept of extraterrestrials and UFOs. Have you heard anything, Josh, about the Senate Intelligence Committee coming forth with some UAP data? I haven't. Or trying to, I mean. I haven't. Well, oh boy. I was gonna say I haven't because, like, when you sent me the text talking about it, I was I want I was about to look it up, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna look it up. I'll let Good. Matt Good. teach me. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's see. Let's see how well I can do this. The Senate Intelligence Committee. You lost has, me. Mm, has voted to require U.S. intelligence agencies and the, Depart or the, the Defense Department to compile a detailed public analysis of all data collected on unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAP, including intrusions recorded by Navy pilots in recent years. Ooh. The provision contained in the Annual Intelligence Authorization Bill, which still needs to be adopted by the full Senate, 
sets up an unusually public debate on Capitol Hill about how extensively the government has been tracking high-performance aircraft of unknown origin or UFOs. That's really interesting, and I like that they're yeah. talking to Navy men because um, they'd see all kinds of shit, and it kind of leads to that theory that like extraterrestrials need our water for something because they constantly see them going above the water, sometimes in the water, sometimes could, out of water. It could perhaps just be uh, an incredibly you know, concealed area. Like if they were able to reside deep in the oceans, if they're real and they're able to reside in the oceans for cover, that's the perfect place. You yeah. stay on the planet for observation and you can just stay, be right there. Yeah, because I mean really, what, 98% of our oceans have yet to be explored, which uh, is yeah. fucking terrifying. I have... An incredible piece of footage to show you after this. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can find this real quick. Hold on, everybody, because I'm going to tell you too. Okay, so people that are at home, obviously not driving, um, if you want to check this UAP footage out, that's really compelling that you probably haven't heard of. I never heard of it until I was on Reddit not too long ago. Go to YouTube. Uh, the title of it is 2013 Aguadilla A-G-U-A-D-I-L-L-A Puerto Rico UAP USO scientific report just released. We'll also put this on the uh, Facebook page and the group. Um, I think this is the video I watch, but it's it shut down whatever this thing was that they captured. I think it shut down this airport nearby. So they were like, you know, something's unidentified flying in our airspace. Shut down the airport. We have no one coming in. We have no one going out. But it tracks this little black, what looks like revolving object that's in the um, uh, one of those Navy videos. Huh. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The one that kind of looks like a top right in the center of the frame. And it oh, kind of revolves yeah, yeah. weird. And they're like, look at that fucking thing. It's kind of like that. And it's just going. And it's it's it's, um, it's tracking its speed. It's tracking its elevation, whatever it is. But you can see it going in and out of clouds. And um, it, it eventually descends into the water. And it goes under the water. And at some point when it comes back up, it splits into two. Whoa. And then just keeps flying. I, huh. It's incredible to look at. That's awesome. All right, so Matt's going to be showing me the video because now I want to see this, see how it actually but is. we'll fast forward the four minutes so you don't hear just absolute silence. Yes. Wow, okay. So that, yeah, that was a little bizarre. I don't... Just a little? Yeah, a little bit. I don't... Like, like I said, I'm sitting here trying to think of like any explanation that could be because like I said at first I thought maybe it was a drone but the fact that it goes into the water because I mean they have underwater drones Mm -hmm. but the fact that it goes under and then splits into two is Mm -hmm. yeah a little bizarre and um god wherever I found it on reddit there's a a a link to somewhere that gives a good detailed explanation of uh what evidence they have saying it's not this, otherwise it'd be this. It's not this, otherwise it'd be this. It's not this, it'd be this. But um, yeah, it's it's incredible that they, I think they say it's not a drone. It's not aircraft that we know of. They. Someone even said, I think on that YouTube, I think it might have been that YouTube video, uh, that someone said that it looks like, um, I think, electro-gravitic or whatever it is, comp- uh, propulsion, because around the black because they're looking at it in like thermal i think yeah at one point and around the black object which is hot um the there's like a white ring around it which everything around it is cold yeah which 
makes them think, well, okay, well, what the hell could that be? Because if it had some sort of propulsion on it, like a jet engine, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be hot. You would see those fumes, but you don't. Yeah, there's the theory, like there's some theories going around that like UFOs, they travel by like, they pretty much make a hole in gravity like in front of them and some scientific shit happens that I don't know. I'm too <laughs> fucking stupid to understand it. Yeah. But that like creating the hole in the gravity and that like it travels through mm-hmm. that. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah, I think it's like electrogravitic or propulsion. Don't don't quote me on that, anybody. Uh, you might want to look it up for yourselves before you take my word on it. So back to the, the reason I, I uh, showed that video to Josh and I'm talking about it is the Senate Intelligence Agency wanting to talk about or Senate Intelligence Committee wanting to talk about uh, UAPs and some data on them. So it goes to say that the committee remains concerned that there is no unified comprehensive process within the federal government for collecting and analyzing intelligence on unidentified aerial phenomenon, despite the potential threat. The committee states in its report on the bill, which sets policy for the intelligence community. By the way, if I didn't say before, this is on politico.com. The committee understands that the relevant intelligence may be sensitive. Nevertheless, the committee finds that this information sharing and coordination across the intelligence community has been inconsistent, and this issue has lacked attention from senior leaders. The unclassified analysis, which can include a classified annex, is to be completed by the Director of National Intelligence and the Secretary of Defense within 180 days of passage. So if they pass pass this they will have 180 days, what, six months? Six months to come up with some sort of analysis on what these things could possibly be. That's interesting. I mean, this, like, I mean, if you think back in, like, May? May or... Talking about the Pentagon? Yeah, with yeah. those videos? Yeah, I mean, that already feels like it's been fucking a year at least, but, yeah, they disclosed, that, like, the UFO disclosure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you 2020 seems like the year for UFOs already. Oh, yeah. Um, TTSA, To the Stars Academy with Tom DeLonge. Mm-hmm. God, God, Tom DeLonge. <laughs> He's a character. He, oh, that's a word for it. <laughs> <laughs> but he had um, some handling, or at least his, his uh, company yeah. had some handling with the release of those Navy videos, or, or I should say, with them being confirmed that they're real. Yeah. Then the Pentagon to later come out and say, yeah, we really don't know what these things are either, was a big step forward. And I think he had his hand in dealing with this too, trying to pass this bill. (laughs) Tom DeLong's just out there standing on the mountains going, where are you? (laughs) I listened to a podcast with him, uh, Joe Rogan. And uh, yeah, he said some pretty (laughs) far-fetched things. But uh, as far as I'm I'm concerned with, like we stated before, MUFON and other uh, agencies, I'm going to side in a way with them for right now just to see what they can do yeah because they're you know they're just this um a a middleman with somehow obtaining this data this knowledge of ufos uaps whatever you want to call them um and make it unclassified if you will lack of a better term i guess and publicize it so the public will know yeah so that's how they've came about with those um those navy videos and then that's how they're trying to, you know, come out with the Senate Intelligence Committee and and their dealings. And they're even, I think, in the process of making an app called Scout, which will allow anyone and everyone across the globe to report sightings of these things. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And um you know, it, it'll be out there for the general public to know. There won't be no hiding for it. And it'll I think it'll ask you questions about, you know, 
if you took a video of it, like what part of the frame did it enter? What part of the frame did it leave? Um, how high do you think it was? Uh, what color was it? What shape was it? Just to give a more detailed uh, So essentially like the, uh, oh fuck, what's it, the, the Bigfoot one? Um, the BFRO? The organization? Yeah. Yeah. Where pretty yeah. much it's like you're able to go on there like if you have a Bigfoot sighting and explain it and all that. Uh, yes, I think so. I that'd think there's kinda, a site called UFO Stalker, which kind of does the same that'd thing. Be, that'd be very interesting. But yeah, Tom DeLonge, like, to the stars, like, they, those videos that released early in 2020, like, yeah, they've been going around social media and, like, all of the internet for a couple years, but he pretty much leaked them, quote unquote leaked them, mm. and that's when the government was like, oh, I guess we gotta fucking acknowledge this now. Mm -hmm. thanks tom but thank you tom tom better be careful he's gonna end up suicide cited <laughs> uh just like jeffrey epstein yep mm -hmm. <laughs> so basically yeah uh there's trying to be or trying to a, a bill to be passed so we the public the the little men here the pawns basically can find this stuff out on our own that'd be so cool wouldn't just it be? give me the fucking aliens i want it so bad I swear, something's coming soon. I, I, it might not be like an actual life form will be present, like, but literally something is I just, coming about. I just want my life to be like Mass Effect, where it's humans living amongst alien races. That's all I want. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? It really would. Just not with the Reapers, because the Reapers are terrifying. We'd have to come up with a new word. It couldn't be humanity anymore. Right. All right, so another thing I uh, have come about in the recent days here is the... Condon Committee papers. Have you heard about those at all? I haven't. So from 1947 to 1969, uh, you know, we had Project Sign, Grudge, and Blue Book, all mm -hmm. dealt with UFO sightings at the time. Project UFO sightings. Grudge. Well, it ended in 1969, and people were kind of trying to figure out really why it was. But it was due to a 1,500-page report uh, yeah, that's a lot of papers, huh? A lot of reading generated by what was known as the Condon Committee, which convened from 1966 to 1968 at the University of Colorado, and it was to evaluate whether to further study UFOs or not, if it was worth it. I feel like uh, when they release stuff like that with that many pages, you can hide so much shit because they know it's, people aren't going to read the entire thing. Well... It's odd because the report has always been unclassified. It's yeah. always been out there. Um, and it was distribu distributed online by the U.S. government primarily through the Defense Technical Information Center, or DTIC. That is if you knew where to look. Uh, this website that I'm reading this off of um, that also came forward with some of this information they found is The Black Vault. So, theblackvault.com. They added uh, what was believed to be a full report in 2018 after a Freedom of Information Act request. Uh, it yielded three a three-volume study. However, there were 70 pages that were missing from it. Huh. So it came complete, but 70 pages were gone. And How it, convenient. How convenient is right. An attempt to gain access to the missing pages from DTIC failed. As it appeared, the original document, as scanned by that agency, did not have the pages within it. Um, but... To find online copies of the Condon Report outside of U.S. government channels, you just need to look in some obscure places as it appears only six full copies in text exist online. The text versions seem to all stem from a copy created by 
National Capital Area Skeptics more than 20 years ago after working directly with the University of Colorado to generate it. Despite the text versions online, original copies disseminated by TTIC remain incomplete, uh, excuse me, incomplete as the writing of this article has taken place. Huh. So the Black Vault began its search for the original pages in December of 2019. Uh, the most logical place to look was the U University of Colorado where the study took place. However, emails and voicemails were unreturned. Fast forward to June of 2020, and a complete copy with the missing pages was discovered within the archive of the National Technical Information Service. You're telling me it was just sitting in a fucking drawer somewhere? I guess so. What the fuck? Which NTIS that I just mentioned is an agency under the Department of Commerce that started originally after World War II. According to their mission statement, they, quote-unquote, provide the support and structure that helps our partners securely store, analyze, sort, and aggregate data in new ways. New ways as in what? Just keeping them from everyone? That, makes you, that, <laughs> that, that really makes you wonder, like, how much, like, secrets and, like, all that are just sitting at a college somewhere. I just know. in their archives. I do think the library of Alexandria. Oh, God. There was some, we would have been a totally different like world if mm -hmm. that it, didn't it, burn it burned down i think more than once yeah so i because i know some people were like well since then uh, since it's last burning uh we, we found some things and, and you know they really weren't that fantastical or historical in any way it's like you do realize it's burned more than once mm -hmm. so the very first time it could have burned if jesus was actually real or not who knows we could have had flying cars we could have and then they you know they just tried to get back to where they were after that, and they never fully succeeded. So a lot went down with the Library of Alexandria. Oh, I'm a big I, believer that we yeah. lost a lot of important like documents. So hidden within is the complete Condon Committee report that, they, that the Black Vault had found, which a full scan of one of the original reports uh, with the missing 70 pages attached. And sure enough, the missing pages proved to be some of the most interesting Within Chapter 6, three astronauts uh, had UFO sightings, and they are ref referenced and have no explanation. Huh. I mean, if people are going to have UFO sightings, it's going to be astronauts. The Condon Committee report stated that the three sightings by astronauts James McDivitt and Frank Borman on Gemini missions 4 and 7 were a mystery and had no adequate explanation. The report outlined the cylindrical object with protuberance that McDivitt saw on Gemini 4. It even stated that there was film footage of the unknown object, which was taken by NASA for four days. When NASA released three or four pictures, McDivitt stated that they were not of the object he had seen. Then it appears that McDivitt settled that the photos were just skewed by being blown up or magnified, and the object was probably an unmanned satellite. Because hmm. NASA's like, well, this is what you saw, and the more he looks at it, he's like, if that really is what I saw, then I guess it's just... Like you said, skewed in some way. Yeah. But ultimately, he didn't believe it was really what he was looking at. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are times where, like, especially out in, like, uh, desert areas where, you know, you don't have light pollution, where you'll see something fly across the sky, and chances are it could be a shooting star, but it also could be a satellite. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I've seen satellites fly overhead. It's fucking, it's... SpaceX. Yeah, it's, it, it's incredible to see. So, however, the Condon Committee could not pinpoint what satellite it was. NORAD, the North American Airspace something 
Defense Command, I think, had submitted a list of possibilities, and they settled on the Pegasus B, which was 1,200 miles away, a satellite or something. The Conning Committee concluded, based on the description, that it was not a match and that the sighting remained a mystery. Also profiled in the report was a sighting on Gemini 7. On this mission, there was a sighting of what they referred to as a bogey. When Capcom tried to determine if it was the booster, Borman confirmed he also had the booster in sight. Huh. And Capcom, I, I don't think it's the game company. Yeah, I'm sure it's not, I, but I mean, <laughs> hey, if it, if it is, it'd be rad. Did you know that they released a, oh, God, what game did they release? But they also released like a competition along with it. Like if you can find the sighting of, I don't know if it was just any cryptid or Bakefoot, they'll give you a reward. No. That's amazing. Yeah, hold on one second. Let me look this up. Yeah, on sci-fi.com, it says, um, grab your monster hunting gear because Capcom is offering big money for evidence of cryptids. Calling all cryptozoologists. Grab your gear and get ready to go squatching because Capcom is shelling out big bucks if you can provide evidence of the existence of a cryptid creature. To promote the release of Capcom's new video game, Monster Hunter World, the video game giant has offered about $70,000 to anyone who can prove the existence of one of 10 infamous cryptids. That's amazing. Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Mongolian Deathworm, Mermaid, <laughs> Earth Hound, Yeti, Chupacabra, the Yowie, Cornish Owlman, uh, and the Flying Snake of Namibia. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I don't think it ever happened. Uh, no. I, so when you were talking about that, I thought like they had like East like Easter eggs like cryptids in their games. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were talking about like having to find those because I was like, fuck, I have a monster hunter world and I will play the shit out of it and now I'm gonna go hunt cryptids, but now I'm disappointed. I wonder how much traction that got. I wonder if a lot of people did it. Because I mean I'm sure in Capcom's eyes they're like, no one's gonna find this shit. So Right. At least I would think the majority of them was like, you know, we'll we'll say we'll give them a big bunch of money, but they're not going to be able to find anything. I mean, obviously, this is old. I was going to say we could put, like, Joey in a fursuit, stick him in the woods, take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> be like, there's our Sasquatch. And they'd be like, oh, we need to Bali. Be like, he got away. <laughs> Joey, when you listen to this a couple of days from now, don't take any offense to that, okay? You just be the most likely subject to be thought as a Bigfoot. You would make a convincing Bigfoot, my friend. I, I can I can see his face now. I can see him like, hmm. <laughs> so. Because you would be too tall. You, well, no, I guess no, you wouldn't no. be. No, Bigfoot's recorded to be like six to ten feet tall, dude. Yeah, that's true. I'd be too short. Well, I could be a baby Bigfoot. <gasps> you and I dress up. <laughs> yeah, you and I dress up, and then we just wander around the park over here. Yes. And I'm sure someone's like, oh, hey, what is that thing? We'd have masks on, so we'd be safe from COVID nineteen. Yeah, and... we're just doing it, you know, in, in fashion. Yeah, yeah. See, we, we can do this. We can do this as long as we don't get shot. All right, I think we've come to the conclusion, Joey. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> so, whatever the bogey was, it was unidentified. The section on UFOs and astronauts concluded with the following: the three unexplained sightings, which have been gleaned from the great mass of reports, are a challenge to the analyst. Especially puzzling is the first one on the list, the daytime sighting of an object showing details such as arms, and then it has in parentheses antennas with a question mark, protruding from a body having a noticeable angular extension. 
If the NORAD listing of objects near the GT-4 spacecraft at the time of the sighting is complete, as it presumably is, we shall have to find a rational explanation or, alternatively, keep it on our list of unidentifieds. You know, the day that, like, if they, you know, if aliens do exist and, like, they finally confirm it, like, the excitement of, like, UFO sightings will kind of die I, I agree. for me I, a bit. But I at think the it's same even, time, like, I want it so badly. I think it's dying right now. Yeah. Like, if 2020 was a normal year, you now, quote-unquote, normal, and alien life was proven, uh, whether it be just to exist otherworldly or if they actually came here, regardless, people would be, like, freaking the fuck out. But the fact that 2020 has been so eventful to say the least um i i still think people will probably be like oh my fucking god but it won't be nearly it might be like a oh my fucking god it well it's like back when you when the pentagon released shit like 2020 has already been such a fucked up weird year they released that so many people went oh because i mean there's so yeah. many so many people out there have already pretty much like they know or they like they already have come to the conclusion that aliens exist because honestly, it's arrogant to think otherwise, in my opinion. No, I totally agree with you. Like, it's arrogant to think that we're some special species out there that, you know, only we are the special planet when there's fucking millions of fucking galaxies out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're free to believe what you want. I'm not here to criticize. I'm just saying my opinion. No, I find anyone that doesn't believe I'm going to beat the belief of UFO into you. That's what I'm going to do. UFOs and aliens. Okay, so the next one I have is still about UFOs and possibly extraterrestrial life. Just because, like I said, that's that's month. That's July, baby. That's what we're going to do. So, have you heard of the Wilson Davis documents? It sounds familiar. Shut up. You don't have any fucking clue. I fucking hate you. In 1997, basically, Admiral Thomas Wilson learned of a hidden UFO program when he was briefed on the subject by Stephen Greer, Ph.D., uh, Commander Will Miller, and Edgar Mitchell, which I mentioned Edgar Mitchell in one of our Roswell episodes. Um, I remember. He was that Edgar guy. He was uh, the sixth man to walk on the moon, believe it or not. Hmm. But Wilson went looking for this program, and he found it and was told that he didn't have a need-to-know and was denied access to it. In 2002, he met with Dr. Eric Davis, Ph.D., in a car in Las Vegas and explained what had happened. Dr. Davis produced an extensive set of notes on what was said, and the debate of their authenticity has raged for the past year or so. So that was in, well, 97 when he heard about it, and he went looking for it, found it, but couldn't know anything of it. And then in 2002, he met Dr. Eric Davis, Ph.D., in a car in Las Vegas and was talking to him about it. That just sounds too perfect of, like, a movie setup. Meeting in a car in Las Vegas talking about fucking UFOs. Well, don't quote me on this, but I think there's been... I don't quote you on anything. Um, good. <laughs> um, it's like a rule of thumb around here, basically. Um, that there's been videos, or at least audio clips, um, some sort of leaked documents of them talking about it with other people. Saying, you know, no, this is what we saw, this is what was, it's true, this is what's not true. Because uh, I think at the time that they're probably retired or they're out of that business and they don't, you know, they don't care as much anymore. But 15 pages of notes had quietly appeared on Reddit, and it detailed an alleged explosive hour-long meeting in Las Vegas in 2002 between 
Eric Davis, and Wilson. Hmm. Okay. Wilson. The main subject was an ultra-secret government program dealing with reverse engineering of crashed and recovered UFOs run by a private aerospace corporation. They became known as the Wilson-Davis documents, or as researcher Richard Dolan dubbed them, the UFO leak of the century. Now, there's a gentleman named Joe Mergia, or Mergia, and he he's done a lot of investigative things. Um, I think he's done a lot of uh, camera work for certain shows. He called it when the New York Times, I believe New York Times, came out with the, um, uh, I think the, the, the Navy uh, uh, videos. Like, hey, something big's kind of coming soon in, rela- in relation to UAPs and whatnot. Uh, you guys want to stick around for this. Well, he also has quoted in the last few days, and I mean June 30th, July 1st, and whatnot, that something else is big, or something else is coming, and it's big from New York Times uh, about crash retrievals and UFOs. So yeah, th- this Joe Murgia guy, he he seems to know something. He, in some way, called out um, a New York Times article. I don't know. I can't remember if it was the, the Navy videos or if it was maybe about the, the Wilson documents when they first came out or what it was. But he proposes that the New York Times is going to come out with something else big on crash retrieval slash uh, UAP documents here, or some kind of story. Hmm, so people listening... Keep your eyes out for that, okay? It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be big if it actually happens, but I can't quite put my foot down if it's really going to uh, emerge. Keep watching the skies. So, as far as stories go, I guess, that's what I found in the past couple weeks so people know what's going on with the UFO world. I know there has been um, some cryptid sightings here and there, but nothing's too... Yeah, nothing too compelling. There's I, the Loch Ness supposed sighting, but, I mean, if you look at it, I guarantee you that's a catfish. <laughs> um, yeah, along with those, those cryptid sightings, I did find one here, um, a, a picture of a guy that recorded or uh, captured a photograph of supposedly a Bigfoot looking in his trailer window. It's creepy to say the least. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't think he is that credible because he said like, oh, yeah, I told my wife about it right after it, it happened. And people are like, you know, his wife or divorced or, or pa- pa- passed away like 10 years ago or so. He could have remarried, but we don't know. Um, he is a, I think... A pedophile. He's been charged of the pedophile too. <laughs> so people, yeah. So people are losing his his uh their their interest in him. Are you with saying story. pedophiles can't see Bigfoot? No, I'm not saying that. But <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> Bigfoot's like some magical creature that like once you do like a heinous crime like that, you can't see him anymore. <laughs> Bigfoot's like, no, you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> you lose cryptid vision once you become a pe- pedophile. Apparently, um, no. This there's this there's pedophilia this, isn't funny. I'm sorry. No, there's this guy who is like a an internet investigator, if you will. When he goes, <laughs> that's what we are. <laughs> yeah, no shit, no shit. Um, but he's the one that looked into the background of this guy. Yeah, let's see if I can bring it up. It's it's on it's on a subreddit here, and it says, Oh, this guy says, holy shit, the dude's a child molester, and yet he totally lied about the whole story, including himself. Uh, they're like, yeah, definitely a hoax. Um, but here's the image of it, Josh. 
Is that not creepy? Okay, yeah, that is fucking. I don't like it. Terrifying. As I don't shit. like it one fucking bit. But God, yeah, it looks good though. It does. Like, it, I mean, it could be like if it's a mask, it's a very well made mask. I mean, there are tons of really good masks out there, especially nowadays. But yeah, that's a especially with the yeah. eye shine. Mm-hmm. That's that's very interesting. And yeah, it could have been you know all blacked out contacts. Yeah. His nose is his nose looks. Huge it does in this, and it looks like he has like a cone head. Yeah, it, it, it essentially looks like Harry and the Henderson. Yeah, exactly. Um, with the the whole pedophile, oh, excuse me, the whole uh, pedophile thing said, and his, his wife that he told, even though they're like, oh, well, his wife died. None of that ultimately leads to this proving it as a hoax. Yeah, because I, I mean, at the same time, if you know, if you're all that, why would you try to fake something to bring attention to yourself? That's a thought. Yeah. That's a thought I had. I did not have. If I'm a pedophile with a dead wife, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to fake a Bigfoot sighting. <laughs> no, neither would I. Um, ultimately, though, it, it's just, it's kind of. Yeah, all, it, all around spooky. that whole thing's just, that's a whole fucked up scenario. I saw a Chupacabra sighting in Georgia. Oh, hold on. What? What if Bigfoot is a pedophile hunter and he's just trying to fucking kill him? <laughs> that would be the greatest reality show on Travel Channel. Somebody make ever. that a somebody make that a fucking movie. Bigfoot versus pedophiles, and it's just a fucking two and a half hours of him just ripping pedophiles apart. Hey, we can do it. Fuck yeah, we can. Yeah, I can do it. Like a team. We we just discussed about putting ourselves in in uniform, basically, if you will, to uh, surprise people. Some <laughs> trickery. I mean, what better way to catch someone you know, with with the facial expression of like a deer in headlights than being Bigfoot, knowing they're a pedophile, going after him, watching him just. I don't know, walk out of a fucking Kroger, drop their groceries, like, uh, and just, <laughs> boom, fucking just, shoot him right there. Just, just imagine catch a predator. <laughs> fucking. Well, no, it's, well, yeah, predator no, no, catches no. a predator. No, just imagine to catch a predator. What, what was his name? Something Hanson? Oh, fuck. Uh, Not Jim Hanson? No, no, God, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Chris. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just imagine, like, the catch a predator, Chris Hanson. He comes walking out, like, you know, hi, I'm Chris Hanson with, Catch a predator. Let me talk to you. All of a sudden, Bigfoot, boom, just fucking grabs the guy and just crushes his head. Or, or if he was Bigfoot, like, say it was like right up on his face, and he's like, oh, I'm Chris Hansen with uh, the Catch a Predator. And then, like, let's get on with it. And, like, puts on a Bigfoot mask right there <laughs> and then goes out. Oh, my God. That's that, that almost reminds me of the movie Creep. I don't know if you've seen that one, but. What is it, Creep? Yeah. I don't think what, so. He puts, he puts on, like, a wolf mask and kills people, but it's a, good, it's, a, it's a good movie. You guys need to watch it. All right, all right, all right. I'll but, check that out myself. But um, goddamn, now I just want that to be a thing. Just fucking Bigfoot killing pedophiles. If someone out there has the uh, ability and the connections to make that show, just give us credit at least. Yeah. So besides that Bigfoot sighting and that uh, Loch Ness sighting we saw, <sighs> I think, like I said, there was a Chupacabra sighting in Georgia, but it looks like a dog with a severe mange. That's all the Chupacabra is. Uh, yeah, I that, don't think the Chupacabra exists, to be honest. No, it, if it, if it's a like a Chupacabra, like quote unquote, it like it it at least if it's not a dog with mange, the fucking hybrid of like a dog and a coyote. So yeah, in paranormal news, ufology news. That's all I got for this week's episode. Now let's move on to some of our other topics we want to discuss: games, movies.
One of the first games that's been revealed for PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X is NBA's uh, 2K21. Mm-hmm. The price for it is $70 standard. Yeah. Why is that? Do you think these games are now going to go up in market price? I do, honestly. Like, games have been 60. I mean, if you think about it, back like PS2, um, games were like, what, $50? 50 to 60. And then, like, um, I'm sorry, you're right. Probably about fifty. Yeah, like through six, like three sixty era, they jumped up to sixty because games are starting to take way more fucking money to make, like a shit ton of money to make all this blah blah blah. I honestly don't like I we've like honestly the fact that they didn't increase in price for Xbox One, PS4, and like PC with how high def like the graphics are, how much time like these developers have put into it, the fact that we haven't seen the inflation yet, I honestly think. It's likely. I also think that uh, I agree. it being that much will help cut down these stupid microtransactions in games. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I I do because a lot of, like, I mean, some countries, have, like, especially, like, the loot boxes and shit, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, uh, what, fucking Sweden or whatever banned, uh, like, made them illegal. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, good. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's $70, but at the same time, I mean... It's $10 more. True. Um, I mean, I know it, it, it takes a lot for some of these companies, you know, developing all these, you know, AAA games. Uh, it costs more than perhaps, you know, like a little indie development. Yeah. And uh, so for, so they need, um, well, they have a lack of funds or income in a way, so they have to make more of it in one way or another. Um, so that's why I think, obviously, the price is going up. Yeah. I don't, obviously, I don't think there's anything about, no, well, let's just fucking put it up ten dollars for. The oh yeah, no, there's totally a reason. Like, I honestly think, like, like I said, I'm surprised it didn't increase with like Xbox One, PS4. It's yeah, it's been like 15 years, I think, since it's been like the standard 50 yeah. to 60 bucks. Yeah, um, so we avoided inflation for a long time. So. Surprisingly, surprisingly, but uh, yeah, I do. I like it. No, I, I hate it. I already have enough trouble getting it for 60 bucks. Even though I will say, for whatever reason. The Walmart, like uh, ten minutes from my house, has all the games ten dollars less. Brand new games. I don't get it. I I can go to you know a Meyer or a Target or some other Walmart and it's like sixty bucks. But I go to this one up here and it's fifty dollars. Brand new game that came out. That's weird. No idea why. Huh. You know sometimes online a, a digital copy might be less yeah. because there's no physical aspect to it but a lot of times where a physical copy will go down in price a, phys- a digital copy will stay the same price for fucking ever that is true but um I, uh, da, 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 da. animal animal crossing i think or yoshi something with yoshi uh my wife wanted and she's like should i get it online and it was like 60 bucks i'm like well let me check this walmart because we know the reputation with games that it has and i went there and 49.99 right there physical i'm like fuck yeah i'll take that that's very weird something about the physical aspect too i just like to have oh yeah i'm a big physical media person i I have a fucking movie library pretty much yeah plus (laughs) it frees up space on my memory so i don't have to fucking deal about that (laughs) so speaking of uh games here you know amazon prime you know has apparently decided to make into a series one of my favorite <gasps> series God, of all time so fucking excited about this fallout yes dude that was the the worldwide best-selling game franchise fallout is headed to television via prime video following months of deal making 
Amazon Studios has licensed the rights to the games for Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy to develop a TV adaptation, which has received a series commitment. And these are also, I think, some of the creators of Westworld. So they are. It's have you solid have you watched, group? Have you watched Westworld at all? I haven't personally. But Neither have I. I've heard. <laughs> I I haven't heard. Like okay, so I haven't watched Westworld personally, but everybody I know that watches it fucking loves it. Really? So, I mean. I will take, um, I'll take a group that has solid work, as long as we can avoid fucking Fallout seventy six bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would hopefully kind of stay away from that, but they definitely need Ron Perlman to still narrate. Oh God, yes. Or at least maybe he could appear as the mysterious stranger from time <laughs> to time. Yes. Maybe narrate then. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. Obviously, we have no details on it, but I, I just don't know how they would start it, end it. I mean, you think they would base it off of a game? I don't, one think, of the games? Ba- I th- I don't think they'll base it off one of the games. I, like, I Literally, it's just going to be set in the Fallout universe. There's so much they could do with it. Do you think it will follow any of the history of the games we've already seen? Or do you think it almost would be just completely new? Vault fucking 204. I'm, I'm sure it will. Like, I mean, some like it'll be included with like the mythos of the... Um, yep. Of the games, but I think it'll be like its own vault or its own. That's what I would assume. Honestly, I would like to see them even get away from the vaults. Like, really? I mean, I think it'd be really cool to see. Like, I mean, yes, the vaults are a big thing with the show, but I think it'd be like the games. But I think it'd be really cool to see, like, the life of like the Raiders or some of these other people that have like lived their entire lives out here that didn't come from vaults. Okay, that brings up another thing. Do you think it'll follow a story, or do you think it might just be? different pieces like for instance unsolved mysteries has came on the netflix yes great show i haven't watched uh, the i haven't I, watched I any of the new episodes just finished it last night they actually it's mainly about like you know crime yeah uh, true like true crime murders and whatnot yeah but yeah i mean it, it'll be interesting to see like the months to come what happens because i mean a lot of most of the netflix series that have come out have been super solid yeah so i'm i'm looking forward to it but yeah i, I don't know if uh the whole fallout deal will be following a story or if it will just you know maybe the first one will show the life of a woman working in a diner and her weekly venture yeah. and then the next episode like you said might be how the raiders work i mean let's also not forget speaking of aliens fallout had aliens i know god oh, god they have to have aliens in there they have to have i want to see death claw sanctuary in there I want Ron Perlman to be in there. It's not a Fallout game if it doesn't have power armor or a Deathclaw. Yes. 100%. Also, Amazon, hire cosplayers to build the weapons and armor because there's so many talented creators out there that will fucking love to be a part of your show. I I, I, Almost (laughs) when casting takes place for that show if it hasn't yet already full cast even if it's uh you know just people in the background Extras. that's the term that i could not think of <laughs> i want to be in that series yeah i'll be curious to see like where they film as a prop maker myself i would love to like just make something for the kid for the show they should film in the areas where they actually took place and i only say that because it's close to us i don't want them to go to california i can't do that i was gonna say i mean that could be fallout new vegas <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> no, go go, go to uh, what Fallout Three. It's kind of a uh, in the the DC district there. Yeah, I was gonna say Fallout Three is like New New England and yeah, 
yeah, come there because I think that'll be the closest for us. Please, yeah. please, dear God. <laughs> I will say I went to um, DC, just talking about Fallout, I went to DC earlier in the year before COVID hit. and Were there like nothing but super mutants just overrunning that place? Dude, honestly, like when I was walking through like the like Lincoln Memorial and like mm-hmm. through all that, like that's mm-hmm. all I could think of. Mm-hmm. I, like we're walking through with friends and they, they were Fallout friends too. And I was like, I killed a super mutant right there. <laughs> <laughs> Right over there was the the behemoth we took down, me and a couple friends. They need to bring back the fucking centaurs. No. Why? I, I don't there's, need I don't need those. Those things are more terrifying than the fucking super mutant hounds. Uh, the super mutant hounds just look like the giant giant dogs from the shitty Hulk movie. <laughs> um so Josh, you ever get on Twitch and look around, see what's going on? a little bit here and there. Not a whole lot. I I used to do it a lot when I uh, had a third shift job. Um, other countries, you know, on different uh, time zones, we get games before us, and I would be able to watch how a game is played and uh, certain aspects of it before I would be able to get it myself. Because spoilers don't really affect me as much as I think it should. Yeah, especially I'm, I'm kind games. of the same way. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, no matter if I see it before I play it, I'll still get to experience either way. Yeah, doesn't matter. Well, Byron Bernstein, a beloved member of the online gaming community, has died at 31. It's a shame. The Austin, Texas-based gamer was known as Wreckful on the streaming platform Twitch, where he was one of the highest-ranking World of Warcraft players and had more than 936,000 followers. Goddamn. Yeah, it's extremely unfortunate. Not only am I bringing him up to, as I said earlier, press F to pay respects to the poor fellow. Um, a lot of a lot of people in in that community, uh, Mr. Bernstein, he had built a following in part of playing World of Warcraft, and when his death was reported on Thursday, uh, fans held virtual memorials inside the game for him. I don't, uh, that's the one thing I always love about gaming communities. Like I, I've heard of like virtual uh, funerals and shit like that. Uh, yeah, when. Uh, covid hit and you know people were canceling their weddings i remember seeing an article i forget what game it was but people held like a virtual wedding which i thought was really dumb but also kind of cool in january he shared a video on youtube which he talked about his own struggle with depression and said that he had lost one of his brothers to suicide so it was extremely hard for him you know i'm not big at all in the gaming community i play my own home share of games every now and then but I feel for him and his friends and his family oh, out yeah. there. Definitely thoughts go out to um, it. And honestly, like any anybody that's listening to this, if you're dealing with depression, like this, this is coming from somebody that has dealt with depression since like I was fucking like 15, 16, and I struggle with it. I went through a really big bout of it last year. I hit one of my lowest lows, fucking turned to alcohol, and it was just a really fucking bad time. And it's hard to climb out from that hole. Um, especially if you're by yourself, but if you feel alone or, you know, you have thoughts of suicide, please reach out to somebody, friend, family, or even the suicide, the national suicide hotline, uh, 1-800-273-8255. There's somebody always going to be there for you. Yes, of course. Let me tell you, like, I mean, this is coming from somebody that once had thoughts of suicide, you know, I'm, I'm very upfront and open about it because I don't want like i want people to realize that they're not alone because that was like my biggest thing like you feel alone and you just you know you don't see a way out yeah 
you know, it get you know, I know it's kind of like fucking you hear the oh, it gets better. It does. Just, you know, fight through it. I know it can be hard. Trust me. <laughs> fucking I know how it is. Um, with that said, yeah, we had Byron uh, memorials being held in World of Warcraft across multiple servers and locations to pay respects to the WoW legend. That's a beautiful and thing. It is beautiful. We're, we're glad that uh, that was taken up. Yes, definitely. Because I know the internet can be an ugly place. It can, but every now and then, you know, we have some little, light will shed its yeah, way little, through. Little beacons of joy and hope. And in, in the, the cracks between your, your open tabs and the pages <laughs> of the web here. Yeah, you you, you could do uh, see some beautiful things. Absolutely. So, in relation, like the w- puppet master with your f- fucking hands up here, spirit fingers, <laughs> spirit fingers, buddy, fingles. Um, <laughs> in relation to the Roswell UFO incident, that we have three parts. One's out currently, and the other two will follow throughout the month of July. Woo! I came across a game that is. Uh, supposedly coming out in late 2020 on Steam. I th- it might be hitting PS4, maybe PS5, and, and Xbox X. Um, but it is Once Upon a Time in Roswell. I think I've heard of this. No, you haven't. Yes, I, ha- I fucking have. No, you. Ha- I can make something up, and you'd be like, I think I've heard a lot. Gonna fucking throw this goddamn glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> well, Once Upon a Time in Roswell is a first-person psychological horror that chronicles the story of the family's disappearance in 1947 in Roswell, USA. Explore the home whilst witnessing horrific flashbacks and otherworldly entities. Uh, Yeah, and honestly, I don't know anything of it. There's a trailer out, uh, but it shows this gentleman. I mean, he's walking around some sort of um, like camp, some sort of military camp at one point. He's in a couple houses. Uh, at other points, and there's all these insignias and, and sigils written all over the walls and the, the grounds of some of these places. I hear he's in the woods. I don't know why he's in the woods. I don't know what he's got, some drone controller. But there's one picture here that creeps me the fuck out. Um, he's in a house. Where's it at? Where's that? Or he's in some sort of building. And from your perspective, he's walking into a room, and he's looking at a, um, what's it called, like a projector, projecting on the one side of the room. Okay. Straight ahead is another doorway to either a hallway or another room. But way in the back there in the doorway, you can see this tall, lanky silhouette of a figure. Oh, I don't like it. No, it's creepy as fuck. But if anyone's interested in aliens, anyone has at least a Steam account and plays games, you should check out Once Upon a Time Roswell, and maybe it'll get your interest because it surely gets mine. You don't have a computer, do you, Josh? Not at the moment. Mm, need to get there. Need to get there, buddy. That's where some good shit's at. And let me tell you, and in one of our Roswell episodes, we talked about Destroy All Humans. Oh, my God. Yes. Such a great game that's being remastered for PlayStation 4 and uh, Xbox One, mm-hmm. and it's coming out July 28th. I'm so excited. So in less than a month. Talking about it for, I mean, it, they got announced a while back, and then it kind of just went dead air and I was like afraid it wasn't going to happen. Same. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like the first, uh, how many did they make? Like three or four, but like the first two were great. And then the rest of them were kind of stinky. <laughs> <laughs> they were poo poo. But the first one, God, that game was so much fun. Oh, wasn't it though? Um, I also mentioned in that whatever episode of ours, uh, area 51 yeah, was, oh. was, was a great game as well. I yep. think, um, yeah, if anyone has some sort of 
extraterrestrial uh, interests out there. I would definitely check out those games if you haven't already heard of them. Yep. There's some great AVP, Alien vs. Predator games you can play. A X- new Predator. XCOM. XCOM, a new Predator game, Hunting Grounds, came out. I have no idea how that is. It's a, As far as I know, I, it's like a multi, it's a multiplayer game. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I think it's kind of like the squad versus like a player plays the Predator. Oh, so kind of well, like... Yeah, um, what's, what's that fucking... Uh, oh, God. Dead by Daylight and Friday Evolve? the 15th. Yes, that that's like another a, good like one. Like Evolve, yeah. But I haven't checked it out, so I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, um, and I'm going to definitely keep my eyes on Once Upon a Time in Roswell because the trailer looks... Very, uh, very good to Prom- me. Promising. Yeah, yeah, very promising. Because I love first-person, you know, psychological horror games. Oh yeah, shit like that. Like I love Outlast. Outlast is good. Outlast two. Never played that actually. Not so good. Oh well, good. I'll keep it that way. <laughs> but Outlast, the first Outlast is definitely worth playing. So I would say that about wraps it up here for our first episode, our primordial episode of. Operation SideQuest. Yeah. Um, we hope you guys like some of the more recent news and updates that have followed, whether it be UFO-related or some of the cryptid stuff we shortly covered because we don't think any of that shit was credible. But, hey, it was there. Um, some of the games we talked about, even you know ones that are more coming out later that you might be interested in, um, we are definitely looking forward to making more of these. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to use SideQuest to, like, we pretty much want to do like maybe weekly, bi-weekly, like cryptid news, crypt like uh, cryptid news, cryptid sightings. And then we can also do uh, video game news and stuff like that. And then you guys will see episodes where we might talk about a specific movie. Like when we do a specific movie, it'll be newer movies or newer games. Um, occasionally, we might like if it's a themed, like later on in the month. We're going to release an episode where we talk about our favorite alien-based games and movies. Um, So if we have, like, a theme going on, we might do a list of those. Who knows? This is pretty much just a brand new thing me and Matt are doing, and occasionally Brady. So it's still, we're still shaping it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said, my fellow (laughs) co-host. So, yeah, I would say uh, you guys just stick around for more to come. We hope you enjoyed it. And you'll be hearing from us soon. Stay scary. Bye. I have the weirdest boner right now. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Hey, everyone. We here at the Farthest Reaches want to say thank you. Because you, the listeners, make all of this possible. Please share our podcast with your friends, your family, or total strangers. You can find and connect with us on Facebook at the Farthest Reaches Podcast, Instagram at the Farthest Reaches, or Twitter at TFR Pod Official. There we will be posting all sorts of strange stuff and updates for upcoming episodes and whatever else we get ourselves into. If you would like to share a personal story by chance, then you can reach us at our email, the Farthest Reaches Podcast at Gmail. We would love to hear from you, and maybe we will even tell your story to the world. In the meantime, though, explore the elusive. Seek the knowledge of the obscure, and together we can translate this strange language of reality into something that we can understand. With that said, thanks for tuning in.